Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 134 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Sometimes I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I have 134 episodes. Plus I have like 10 others in the queue that are already recorded. So sort of like we have 100, almost close to 150 episodes, which is pretty awesome. I'm pretty pumped about that. We're about to hit our two-year podcast launch anniversary in November. And I'm going to have to do something special this year because I feel like two years of having a podcast is something definitely to celebrate. And what it is to celebrate is like the fact that you're just being consistent with something, doing one thing every week for two years. I think I missed one week when I went to India this year. That was the only time I missed an episode. And then I think I did like three bonus episodes the week after to make up for it. So I've definitely done episodes for the most part every week. And then I've also done a lot of bonus episodes just because, you know, you probably know if you listen to the podcast, I'm kind of like a very, I just get an idea and I'm like, I want to do it right now. I can't wait. I don't want to launch it in a month. I want this episode to come out tomorrow. And I literally grab the microphone and I just record something. Um, I have a really hard time planning ahead and it's something I'm working on, but it's very hard for me to plan ahead And it's hard for me just to do a lot of those things. Um, I'm just such a last minute person and I'm such a spontaneous person. If I get inspired by something, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this right now. So this episode, I'm really excited about this episode. I say that pretty much every single week because it is true. However, I'm excited about this episode because I am talking about the story of I started a business, my first product-based business in 2016, and I sold it in 2019. And it's one of my most proud accomplishments, if not the proudest thing that I've ever done is selling the business. And I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions about this. Why did you sell it? How were you feeling? How did you do it? Like, what was the process? And I'm excited to kind of break it down for you because I think it's something that looking back, it's such a cool thing that you can create this brand out of thin air, grow it, and then you can sell the business. You can exit a business successfully. You don't have to be stuck doing it forever. So I'm excited to share this with you. So with this said as well, we have a podcast, we have an episode coming, um, I believe in November or December. It's with a, a amazing lady who she helps people sell their business. It's the Magnolia Firm, and she's going to be sharing all sorts of amazing tips for you. So that's going to be coming out in the next month or two. But I wanted to be able to share my story first because one, I've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times, like in passing, like, oh yeah, I sold my business. But I think one, when I say it like that, I'm not really giving it 
like I'm not giving it the credit I think it does deserve because selling your business is it's kind of a big deal, you know, and I try I, I'm very modest. So I always like downplay anything that I do. It's just how I am. I've always been like this. But in in hindsight, it is one of the things I'm the most proud of. And so I want to sort of talk about the whole thing. So the first place to start and, uh, you know, the other thing, too, that I just want to kind of mention, and that's why I I invited the girl from the Magnolia firm to come on and talk on the podcast is because a lot of you have a business and you're possibly thinking about how could I get out of this business? <laughs> this business I, I love it. I'm proud of it. I created this cool thing, but it no longer serves me for where I am today. It no longer serves me. And I don't know how I could get rid of it, kind of. And I don't mean get rid of it as if like you're dumping out a used cup of coffee, but I know, for, and I want, that's why I also want to share my story in this episode because I felt very stuck. I didn't know what, like, I didn't know how to sell a business. And some of you might be in that position where you're thinking about, maybe like you kind of just don't want to do your business anymore. And that's okay. Like, I also really want to emphasize here that if you are at a point with your product based business, and it no longer serves you anymore, it is okay to want to let it go. You know, I'm I'm in this new phase of, of my life and my business where like, I no longer want to do anything that doesn't serve me anymore. If I don't like doing it, I don't want to do it. I don't want to feel like I have to do things. And that sounds sort of like immature. But you know, as I'm just getting older, I just want to enjoy things. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just kind of where I'm at. And so I want to just let you know that you can start a business, grow it and sell it. And that's okay. And I talk about this in one of my previous podcast episodes. Like if I was starting a new product-based business today, what would I do differently? And one of the first things I talked about in that episode is I would create a business to sell it. So my current business now is like mine. I don't really think I could sell my business because I do all the shit. Like I create the podcast episodes. I make all the videos. It's my Instagram channel. So I can't like sell my current business. However, I have a bunch of ideas for things in the pipeline that I will not be like the face of. And they're not product-based businesses, by the way. One is more tech. And then, yeah, I just have other ideas. But I will 100% create that business to sell it. I will not like, yeah. And I think you don't know those things or you don't always think of those things when you start your business. I did not start my business with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to sell this. That wasn't even like a consideration. So, okay. So I just wanted to preface by saying that like, if you're in that stage where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, like maybe this isn't serving me anymore. I just want to first like let you know it is okay to feel like that. I think we all feel like that on occasion. And you're not always meant to start something and do it forever. You know, just like a career. Like if you worked at a company, you worked there for three years and you're kind of like, eh, I'm done, ready to move on to the next thing. I learned something. I can take all the things I learned from this experience and apply it to the next thing I'm doing. That's also the same thing with a product business, you know? So again, I just want to kind of not give you permission, but sometimes like we do need permission from someone else to be like, it's okay to feel like that. It's okay if you don't want to do this forever, you know? Um, okay. So I sold my business. Let's talk about the backstory of why. Let's talk about, we'll talk about the backstory. We'll talk about like how it, how it worked, like how the process worked. And then I'll talk about how I felt after. So I 
launched my business in July of 2016. I started the whole process of the business in, I think, about April of 2016, something around there. It was right around Easter. And I, I've talked about this a few times, not in detail. And it's hopefully something I can share a little bit more when I'm ready. Um, I still feel like this is a very, very personal thing that I'm not like super ready to talk about publicly very much because it's still something that it's one of those things where they say speak from speak from the scars, not the wound. And this is something that I still think is like a wound at this point. But I went through like really bad postpartum depression after I had my son in 2015. And one of the things, and again, like if you have any questions or you've experienced that, feel free to message me. It is such a, it's a thing that like we don't talk about enough. And it's such a, it's such a big deal if that happens to you. Like it flips your whole life upside down. And I think there aren't a lot of resources for people. People don't share those stories. All you hear about is like, oh, I had a baby and everything was perfect. And I was so blissfully happy. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't happen to you, you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? Am I a monster? So anyway, I'm not sort of ready to share all that stuff. But I just want to kind of give you the I want to paint you the picture because the business was a huge part of my healing journey from that postpartum um, depression thing. And so, yeah, I just want to kind of give give reference to that, I guess. So anyway, so yeah, I had a baby in 2015 and just, I struggled. I struggled. (laughs) And then 2016, um, so he was about six, six, seven months old or something like that. And I got this idea. I had, so my previous background was in um, mainly in international education. I graduated from college. I had studied abroad in London my final semester of college. Kind of like did random things, but I was obsessed with traveling. Like that's all I wanted to do was travel. And so I, you know, bounced around a bunch. I moved to Australia for six months when I was like really, really, really early 20s. Um, I lived in San Diego and then kind of like I worked at a TV station, which was really cool. And then I kind of moved back to Boston and I was like, I'm going to get my master's degree. I want to work in international education. I want to help people study abroad. Um, kind of like what my experience of studying abroad in London, like it was just a monumental part of my life that changed my whole life. So anyway, I did that for a while. And then I had a baby and I was like, I kind of just want to do something different. And then I got the idea for starting a business. And I had never thought about that before. The idea literally, and I talk about this a lot, the idea popped into my head at the gym one day. I was doing one of the strength machines and it popped into my head. And it was just like, I think it was like, this is going to sound super wooey, but I really believe in this. Um, I really feel like it was like a gift from the universe to like help me get out of that shitty funk that I was in. And it was like I could control something. I could start this new thing that was mine and only mine. And it would it like that whole thing like brought me back to life again. So that's why I don't really want to talk about the postpartum depression stuff, uh, because like I said, you should it's good to like share stories and things if it's like from the wound. I'm sorry, if it's from the scars. I'm not quite there yet. It's been seven years and it's still something that is like it haunts me kind of. So I'm not really ready to share. But it's important to understand that like when I started my business, it that business kind of like brought me back to life, if that makes sense. And so I will always be so grateful for that business because it it really did like give me this sense of like control and something I could create on my own creatively. And I'm such a creative person. So it kind of makes sense. But 
Yeah, so I launched the business and I never had any intention of of selling it. it that didn't I I think I didn't even know that people did that. Like, oh, you should start a business and then sell it. So I'm just trying to paint the honest picture here because I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was kind of like, this sounds really fun. Uh, my background's in marketing. So I worked in marketing and international education, but my background's in marketing. I love like the creative things and the idea that I ended up launching my business on was around is it was in the pet industry. So I'm like, oh, I love dogs. This should be so easy for me, blah, blah, blah. Of course, n- starting a new business is never easy, but I had the business. I grew it. And at some point during the first year and a half, I was kind of like, I had been in a f- one Facebook group. So I talk a lot about how much I hate Facebook groups, <laughs> um, but I was in a Facebook group the only Facebook group that I was in. And it wasn't even for product-based or e-commerce. It was just like this entrepreneur Facebook group. And this girl in there was posting about how she helped people sell their subscription box businesses. So my business was um, part subscription box, part you know e-commerce. And I kind of like clumped them into product-based business, but they are kind of separate because the subscription box obviously works on a very different business model than if you have an e-commerce or an online store and you're selling one time, like you sell, you know, a gift box or you sell flower vases or you sell water bottles. Like it's kind of like generally going to be a one-time thing. And then your job is to get people to come back and buy more and more. So I do kind of clump them into the same thing, but this one girl helped people sell their subscription box businesses. So I remember she And she posted quite a bit for me to remember her and be like, oh, yeah, that's the one who helps people sell. So at one point, I think it was about a year and a half. Maybe it was like two years in. um, I started thinking about it. I started being like, I'm burned out. I'm just working all the time. I, you know, the business isn't where I want it to be. I wonder if I can, you know, start thinking about that. So I messaged her on Facebook and I just asked her. And she said, you know, if you're wanting to sell your business, uh, you really want to focus on profit, 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 profit. That's what people care about. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I had no idea. I had no clue how to sell a business. I had no clue what people care about. Like, I literally had not a clue. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then at some point, I had checked in with her again a little bit later. This is probably about two and a half years. I had the business for almost, almost three years. It was a little bit under three years. So I had checked in with her again. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to sell it. I want to do something else. So at that point, I was just very burnt out. And I don't, I, I feel like there needs, I need to do more episodes on like time management and things like that because, and I do share tips on like how to work less, but I think there needs to be more episodes about working less because if I had just outsourced more, if I had just even started building a lean team with one person, um, I may not have sold the business because I was I was so fucking burnt out. I was so burnt out. I started the business when we lived in California. So we we lived in, you know, like a small little house that we rented and the business started there. Then we moved to Seattle at some point and the business was built, was managed and run out of the, we lived in a townhouse in Seattle. So an urban area in Seattle, we had no space. We had to sell my husband's car because we basically just couldn't, we couldn't fit any more stuff into the damn house. We had so much inventory, so much product, boxes everywhere, pet stuff everywhere. And it just, I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm, I just, I don't want to keep doing this. I want to do something else. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew deep down that I want to help people start and grow their business. Like I loved the idea because I'm such like, I love helping people. 
that's why I do all the stuff I do is I love helping people. And now I'm like, okay, well, I want to help people. And I want to also make a job out of that for myself, like a career for myself out of helping people. But I love helping people. I love being very transparent about the mistakes I made. I love being transparent about what worked for me, what didn't work, what to do better, and all the things. So I love, love, love that. So somehow deep down, I knew like, that's actually kind of what I want to do. Like, I, I, I want to help people start their own business because I, when I, when I started mine, I didn't know what to do. I just, I winged the whole thing. And I want to help people grow their business because, you know, there's so many marketing things that, that I did right that I can share with people and help people. So all the stuff I share in the podcast, uh, for the most part, it's a lot of like marketing stuff because that's my that's my area of expertise. If you notice on the podcast, I don't do a lot of episodes about systems. I don't do a lot of episodes on um, advertising because um, those are things that I don't do a great job at. Systems, I do a much better job in my current business, but um, that took me a long time to implement. So anyway, so I knew that I wanted to to help people. I knew I wanted to be in that education space, if that makes sense. So anyway, so I reached out to the the broker and essentially she said, okay, build up more profit, 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 profit. That's all people care about. So, okay, cool. So what I did was I, I doubled down on making the most profit as humanly possible. So what she told me was like, okay, cool. Like you have 40,000 followers on Instagram. That's great. That's a great asset. You have about 10,000 people on your email list. Awesome. That's a great asset. But people care the most about profit. So when you know that, you can reverse engineer. You work backwards. You're like, okay, I'm going to double down and make more profit. So what episode do I have? I have, I'm going to add it in the show notes. But episode, episode 113, 10 ways to add more profit to your e-commerce business. Go check that episode out, 113. That can give you some good tips on increasing profit in your business. But that's kind of what I did. I spent a few months, um, maybe six months. I forget exactly the time frame, but it was like three to six months or so. And I doubled the hell down on profit. And with that said, we basically had the plan of like, okay, in a few months, we'll work, we'll get your business listed, we'll work on the whole thing. And that's kind of how it started. The whole process of me selling my business, it was so easy and so seamless for me. And it was such a great experience. And I will always be forever grateful to the girl who helped me sell the business because she made it a really great experience for me. And I feel like some people you know, they, they list their business and they, they don't sell it. It doesn't sell. And it's, it's, I can imagine that's a very discourage, very discouraging thing to go through. So anyway, I, I started working with, um, her name was Kira and I will add her email below. I don't believe she's doing this anymore, but just in case I'm happy to put her email in there or, you know what, maybe I won't put her email in there. That seems like maybe that's private. Um, if you have any questions or you're interested in reaching out to her, I'll message me on Instagram and I'll give you her um, email. But she doesn't have like a formalized website anymore. So I think she doesn't really do this anymore, which is unfortunate. But there's other ways that you can sell your business. So basically, um, we started working together and the first part of the process. So now I'm going to talk about so I, t- I told you why like I just wanted to do something different. I was burned out. Um, you know, I had a young child. And I was like, I feel like I need to focus more on him and my family and having boundaries. I actually didn't even talk about that stuff. But anyway, I'll talk about it really quickly. Um, I thought that if I 
stopped having a business, I would have more, I would have better boundaries because, you know, not working 24 seven. And um, so all those reasons factored into why I wanted to sell it. But basically, the, the cliff note version is feeling burnt out, feeling like I've built this awesome business up and I'm ready for someone else to take it on and they can make it into their own and I can help people start and scale their own product-based business. So those were the bigger things. And like just having more bond, like I wanted more time to spend with like my son and, and family and things like that. So those were kind of the main things. So I started working with Kira. Um, we, I believe we had a couple calls together where we worked out, like she, she needed to really dive deep into the business. What were the opportunities? What were the things that a new seller, and this is something that you want to take note of if you're thinking of wanting to sell your business, you really need to make it clear. What were the limitations that, that you had in your business? Like, Okay, so what you want to basically do is give people here's things that you could do that would you would get more revenue or profit immediately. So for me, like I didn't do advertising. I didn't really I didn't pay influencers for product like everything was super organic and scrappy. So for a new person coming in to buy that business, they the the shiny thing right there was like, okay, shit, we, she didn't even do ads at all. So advertising is going to be our big way to grow the business. So you want to kind of have an understanding of like, okay, what did you do? Great. But like, what would a new person, what what's the opportunity for a new person to come in and grow the business in their own way? So that needs to be very clear for people. And you sometimes have to like, almost like downplay what you did, which is kind of weird. Like, Okay, well, you went from like zero to 500, 600 monthly subscribers. You also sold an Amazon. You also had an e-commerce store where you sold one-time items. Where you had thousands of orders a month. Like, you know, I don't really want to downplay that, but I did it all on my own. Um, I didn't have help. I didn't outsource. I didn't have a team. I didn't do ads. So I think that's a good thing. But like someone else that has more experience with a business or e-commerce business or whatever could probably have looked at what I did and was like, oh, gosh, there's so many things I would have done. I would do differently or I could do better. And like for me, too, I look on this website called Flippa.com, which is basically a website where you can sell and buy a product-based business or any business. I'm always looking on that website and I'm looking for an opportunity that will pop up where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love what they've done, but I could do something different and I could make it better. I look I scroll through that pretty much every day. Not every day, but most days I look through and just see if anything pops out at me. And there, anyone who has e-commerce or product-based business and they know what they're doing, even in some way, they'll look at those businesses like that you've created and say, okay, she's done an awesome job, but I could do it better. I could do it differently and I would make more money. That's an awesome thing. So that's what I do with care. I kind of identified, okay, these are the things that I did really well. And these are the things that I didn't do well. And these are the things that like I didn't do at all, which would mean opportunity for a new person to come in. So we kind of went through all that stuff. Like what are the selling points? What is the attractive thing about your business? What's the attractive thing about your business model? And then she essentially wrote up this like listing um, document for me where she put all this information in a document and then listed it. And she has a, she had a lot of network of people that she could kind of like Hey, there's a new business for sale. Da, 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 da. So she kind of had built up her own little network of people that like love to buy businesses. But 
Yeah, she listed it. Um, we had, and this part's actually like the quick part that I'll talk about because it it actually was a very easy process. Um, she listed it. Interest started to trickle in from people, and I there was two people that were very interested. One person lived in Washington State. He actually lived near Seattle, so he came and met me at a Starbucks near my house in Seattle, and we talked through some of his concerns. We talked through like his vision of the business and you know he ended up not buying it but he was very very interested and then there was one other seller who expressed interest that so that we listed it i want to say in like i want to say in like october i don't remember the exact date it was maybe october maybe even november honestly it was kind of late in the year so i want to say october november we listed it And then this other company reached out and they were interested. So basically, Kira would like the broker would vet all the people who were interested. And then if they kind of like were very interested or they, you know, they could fund the business and all that, then she then we would set up a call with all of us. So I only did three or four of those in total. So which is nothing really. So we had a call with this other person and they were very interested. There was a couple of issues they wanted to like make sure weren't going to be issues. They already had a very, very successful e-commerce pet business. And they were like a top Amazon seller, like just killing it basically. And so we ended up having a couple calls with them. Uh, They were very interested. One of the people flew down to Seattle um, with the intent, they had already signed a document that they were like intending to buy it, but she came to Seattle. I want to say it was like December or early January and like wanted to go through the whole process with me, how I packed the boxes, how I just did different processes and things like that. So that was really cool. And then we went through all like the, okay, you have to go through all the stuff of like, and this, this, you know, just because my process seems a little bit dragged out over a few months doesn't mean that it would be like that for you. I've heard of some people who literally list their business on a Friday. On a Monday, they have a buyer and they're the next week shipping out their inventory. Um, it does not have to feel like this complicated. And honestly, my pro- my selling my business was not complicated at all. I literally had someone. She was a business broker. She listed it. We had a couple phone calls. I wrote out like some SOPs and documents. And that was kind of it. Like it was honestly so freaking easy. Um, And so at that point, we were just going through like the little fine details, like, okay, who's going to ship what? Who's going to send the inventory? Who's paying for this? Who's going to pay for the escrow fee? And then it was the, I want to say it was the last day of January in 2019 when that escrow payment came through and I was sitting, literally sitting on, on, on my couch. I can picture my exact position in my couch, in my townhouse in Ballard in Seattle. And I got the notification that the money had come through and like, oh my God. And it wasn't like it was like that much money, but it was a nice chunk. Okay. I'll say that. I'm not really allowed to say what it was, but it was a nice chunk. And honestly, it was the most like freeing feeling I've ever had in my whole life. Like, oh my God, I'm my business is is out of my hands. I built this thing. I'm so proud of it. Oh my God, I'm so proud of my business that I built this beautiful brand, but like someone else can take it on now and I can do something else that serves me where I was at at that time in my life. And like it was such a free a, a feeling of like sheer freedom. I will it's hard to explain. 
But if you've ever had that feeling of like sheer freedom, like you just won the lottery in in a sense. And obviously I did not win the lottery, but that's probably the only other thing I could think of. I don't know. So, and then the next steps of that were like, okay, now I have to give all the, they, they paid me. Now I have to transfer passwords. I have to transfer like domains. I have to um, share, you know, my QuickBooks and Bank of America. No, I don't think I'd shared Bank of America. Like you have to share QuickBooks and, you know, make sure they have all the passwords to everything and things like that. And I spent some time after that creating a document that kind of went through my whole business. Here's here's everything that you need to know. Vendors, suppliers, phone numbers, um, any anything like where I got the boxes, where I bought this stuff, how I my processes for growing my Instagram, my process of using ambassadors or influencers or whatever it was. So I had to create this like 25 page document that kind of it was kind of like the Bible to my business, essentially. And then the next step was we had to ship all the inventory. We had quite a bit of inventory and we um, shipped that out. And I remember sitting on um, in the room, like the bottom room of my townhouse in Seattle. And um, one of my like other business friends called me because I told her I just sold my business. And she called me and she was like, oh, my God, how are you feeling? Like, you must be so sad. And I remember being like, it was it was a little sad, you know, but not really. I, I It's weird because I feel like that business was like my baby. It was like my second child. Like I birthed this business and now I'm just getting rid of it. It's weird. It's like a weird thing. I don't know. And if for any of you who have a business that you feel so emotionally connected and attached to, like that's how I felt too. And I'm going to talk about quickly after, like how did I feel after? This is just like the beginning. I'm sort of still finishing up like the process of selling it because I get so many questions about this. So I wanted to really give you like a nice detailed episode. Um, so yeah, so she called and I was like, yeah, like I felt a little emotional that day, but like not, not too bad, you know, not really. Um, and, but it was weird, like going and packing up all the inventory. And then we had issues because we had to find like a truck to ship the inventory over to them. And we were like, well, fuck, how do we like pack up all this crap on a pallet? And then the pallets, like the, the tape wouldn't hold the, the boxes inside. So we were like literally running down the street back and forth to hardware stores, trying to get um, better ways of putting pallets together. And a pallet is just like a wood piece that you stack product on and then you kind of like tape it up. And that's how you ship things. So we had to make sure that the the pallets like wouldn't fall over during the transit and then they would lose inventory. So anyway, so that was kind of like an interesting thing. I can still literally remember me and my husband like running up and down the street. My mom had been vi- staying with us. Like she came to visit. She st- she was staying with us. So she was like watching my son and me and my husband were like literally running up and down the street, down the street to the hardware store trying to get shit to like pack up the pallet because a truck was coming. And it was very interesting. Then we had this huge truck trying to squeeze its little butt into a driveway full of townhouses. And again, we lived in an urban area. So if you live in an urban area, you'll know like, oh yeah, it's really hard to get a huge truck up and down little side streets and things. So it was an adventure. We got the stuff, we shipped it off. And then we had like a 30 day period where they could like ask me any questions and things like that. So that was the whole process. I I can't believe I had fitting this into a quick episode here. But yeah, that was a process of selling my business. And then my next steps after that were just like, what what did I do next? How did I feel? And yes, it was weird to like, 
go from having that business that took over my whole life to like not having anything. It was we- that was like the weirdest part for me because that business had been a huge part of my identity. And I think when you have a business that's part of your identity, which again, like it's hard for it not to be. If you there's a there's such a difference between a product-based business than a service or coaching business because a product base like you literally and again like if you're drop shipping if you're doing print on demand it probably doesn't feel like this because you're not in your inventory every single day you're not having to pack up orders drop them off at the post office every single day but when you are doing that it's going to be very hard for you not to have a very emotional attachment and it be wrapped up in your identity kind of thing so for me that was kind of the most interesting part was like, okay, what's next? So uh, what was next for me was like, one, I I felt great about selling it. You know, I sold it and I never looked back. Um, we went out to celebrate one of the nights and um, yeah, I was just like, I was excited for this new chapter of my life. So this was now February of 2019. And um, I, at that point, I believe I had started working with a client at that point. So it was like of just, you know, one client, I did some work, a little bit of work for them, n- nothing crazy. Um it was a, a a company who I had known when I had my business and I was kind of like I could definitely help you. I feel like you have an awesome product. Um your marketing is not great. <laughs> but I can help you. So let's do this. So I started doing a little bit of work for them, like building out their direct-to-consumer website from scratch, their social media. So of course, like I love that stuff. I love, I love like, and I'm realizing too, the more I keep talking about this, I love like helping people with the beginnings of things. I love it. It just makes me, it lights me up. And again, it goes along with like that vision I had when I sold my business. I really wanted to, to create like a course that could help people start their business. And then I did that. And then I was like, actually, like, I want to help people grow their business because I have such a unique framework for how how I teach people to create a brand and not a business. And I think that's, it's not 100% unique, but everything that we teach is going to be unique from our own experiences. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I started working for that client. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to start applying for like a nine to five job. And I was applying. I only was looking at corp, like super, super, super corporate companies like Amazon, Starbucks, Chewy.com. Like I only wanted to like get a job at like a big, big, big company because I think having a startup myself and then previously to that, I worked for startups like my whole career. So I was kind of like kind of want to work for like a corporate company and nothing was just nothing was kind of panning out, honestly. And then I started just doing other jobs like I would um, just get a random person and I would build them a website or I would like consult with them and go through their business and just kind of look at, okay, what are the things that you could do better? Like, how could you market better? So I started doing some consulting things, which was super fun. Like, I love doing that. I love like diving into someone's business and looking at what's not working in your business, but but not just being like, oh, your business sucks. I look at someone's business. I can look at all the back end things. I can look at your analytics. I can look at your um, analytics with your email, your social media stuff, um, all the channels that you're marketing on or selling on and look at what are you, what could we do better? What could we do differently? And then let's come up with a plan on how you can implement that. So I love doing that. I love, love, love doing that. 
Um, so then it was kind of like in the summer at this point. So I think it had been uh, February. So March, April, May, June, July, I guess about four to five months. I was kind of like, okay, um, I'm thinking maybe I should start another business. I had been consulting. I had been working with that client. I'm like, I love just, I, I'm someone who likes doing my own thing. Like, I don't want to be tied down to a nine to five. I don't actually, because in my head, I was like, if I get a nine to five, I'll have balance because at 5 p.m. the laptop will shut down and I'll go home. Um, and that just isn't what life had in store for me, I guess, because then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to start my own business again. <laughs> This time I'm going to help people start and grow their own product or e-commerce business. And I was like, I want to do a course. So this was now September. I signed up with Amy Porterfield's um, Digital Course Academy, how to create a digital course. And that's kind of like where my journey continues from what I'm doing now. This was now September uh, 2019. I bought her course. I spend a few months. Again, like I'm doing consulting work on the side. I'm doing client work on the side. I wasn't just like not working. I'm someone who has to be doing something. I am such a ball of anxiety. I'm like, I need to be helping someone somehow. So like I said, I was building people's websites for them. Like I was starting people's Shopify stores. I was like building up email campaigns. I was doing so many random fucking jobs for people, but I love it. I love, love, love doing all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, September, I bought the Amy Porterfield course and and then I kind of spent a few months kind of going through that. And my first course was Subscription Box Launch Academy, the step-by-step blueprint on how to create and launch a subscription box business. And I have it still. It's still available. Um, I'll link it below in case anyone's interested. It's an awesome course, and I'm so proud of it. It took me so long to create. <laughs> um, and then it was basically December of 2019 when I officially, like, bought the LLC to my current business, which technically is still marketing by Carrie, even though I have just my first and last name listed everywhere. The official business name is marketing by Carrie, which is such a bad name. I need to just change that because that name just bothers me. And then, um, so it's kind of like January. Then we had like a bunch of vacations and stuff. So I didn't really do anything with the business. I was still doing the consulting work and the, the client work and all that. And then it was like February when I kind of like officially started the business. So it'll it's it's been two, you know, two and a half years now. And yeah, I've just never looked back. I have no regrets about selling the business. I have only happiness about it. You know, I look at that business as the stepping stone for what I'm truly meant to do, which is what I'm doing today. I love being able to help people start or grow a business. I love being able to just be that outside you know, looking glass into your business and look at your business and look at, okay, what are you doing right? What are you not doing the best of? What could we add in? What could we do differently so you get more sales, so you get more traffic and all that kind of stuff? I am so passionate about doing that, which is why I love like consulting and working with clients and things like that. It just, I love it. So yeah, I have no regrets. I've never looked back. Um, Selling the business was the best decision I've ever made. And if you are someone who is like, kind of want to sell mine, I'm kind of thinking about selling mine. Um, I just want to leave you with a few resources. And again, we have the podcast episode with um, the Magnolia firm coming out this fall at some point, I don't have a scheduled date. But if you are looking for a business, here are some just quick tips before we wrap this episode up. So depending on how much money 
you make, like how much your revenue and your profit is per year, you will have different options here. So I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'm not an expert in selling a business. I've only sold one, so I can only share my experience with you. But if you're not making a lot of profit, like if you're making like, I don't know, it kind of depends. I don't even want to give numbers here. But if you're really not making any profit, you're probably going to have a hard time finding a business broker because business brokers, for the most part, only work with like bigger businesses with, again, with the exception of like, you know, I work with a business broker. I wasn't like making a billion dollars in profit or anything, but I worked, I did work with the business broker. You know, I've heard of other people who they've just sold their business on their own. They didn't use a broker. So I don't think you need a business broker, but if you are making like a hundred thousand in profit per year, then yeah, you want a business broker. Um, if you're making significantly less than that, then you might be able to find a broker. But what you can do is list your business on your own. So there's websites called flippa.com. There is, um, I think like Empire Builders is one of them. I forget. I know flippa.com is the one that um that that I that I look at like every single day. So you don't need a business broker. You know, if you're making some profit, but you're kind of like, oh, I just want to get rid of the business. You, I want to sell it. Look at flippa.com. And I want you to start looking there now because what you can do is you can look at the listings that are on there and look at the like look at th- they give valuations like okay, we're selling the business for $30,000 because we made $10,000 of profit in the last 12 months. All people care about is your last 12 months. They don't care about your whole your profit forever. They don't care about your profit from 2 years ago. They care about the last 12 months. So whatever the date today is, you work backwards 12 months from today and that's what people care about. So if you're looking at your business, look at your profit from the last 12 months. And then you can look at how much people are selling their businesses for. Look at businesses that have been sold. Like you have to start doing your due diligence if you want to sell your business. And then the second thing that you want to do is look at your profit right now. Like how can you increase your profit as much as humanly possible? Again, go back to my episode 113. I have, um, I think, 10 ways to increase your profit for your business. So you want to increase your profit. That's what people care about the most. And then make sure you have like your accounting set up. Like make sure you have QuickBooks. Make sure you have that stuff set up because no one wants to be going through your spreadsheets. Um, And that's it. Like, you know, just it doesn't your business doesn't have to be a forever thing. We all go through phases where certain things will serve us at certain times. And it's okay to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I hope you love this episode. I'm really, really happy that I was able to share my story with you because I get so many questions all the time from people constantly. Why did you sell it? How did you sell it? I want to sell mine. What do I do? So I hope you liked this episode. If you did, definitely send me a message on Instagram and let me know if you liked it. Um, And I'm happy to, to talk about this a little bit more if people are interested because I do think like I told you before, um, I have an episode. Let me see if I can link in here. I always, I'm so bad with remembering my episode numbers. Um, I have an episode like what I would do differently if I started a new business. I'll try to find that and link that in the the show notes below. But you know, I talk about like what I would have done differently, and one of the things I would have done differently is create a business to sell. And if I ever acquire a product based business, if I ever start a new one. I would not start it with the intention of not selling it. 
I would start it with the intention of selling it. And when you have that intention from day one, you're going to run your business in a very different way. With my business, I wasn't running it in a way that like, I need to make as much profit as humanly possible because I didn't think about selling it. But then once I knew I was going to sell it, I had to like really focus on profit, profit, profit. Now, if I started another product-based business, profit would be the number one thing from day one. So you got to have intention. But I also think like if you don't know you're going to sell it, you're not going to have that same intention. So if you like this episode, please let me know. And if you have a moment, please leave a review on Apple iTunes. I would appreciate it so, so, so much. And yeah, if you have any questions on selling your business, any of that kind of stuff, let me know because I can do more episodes where I can talk a little bit more in depth about some of the, one of the aspects here, but I wanted just to kind of give like a bird's eye view of what my experience was selling and oh my gosh, the best thing I ever did. So if that's you and you're like, oh, kind of thinking of selling it, definitely do it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you everyone next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.